the bharunda birds by a certain lake in the world lived birds called bharunda birds they had one belly and two necks a piece while one of these birds was sauntering about his first neck found some nectar then the second said give me half and when the first refused the second neck angrily picked up poison somewhere and ate it as they had one belly they died and that is why i say bharunda birds will teach you why and the rest of it thus union is strength when the doves heard this being eager to lift the united their efforts to carry the snare away flew just an arrow shot into the air formed a canopy in the sky and proceeded without fear when the hunter saw the snare carried away by the birds he looked up in amazement thinking this is unprecedented and he recited a stanza so long as they agree they may carry the fatal snare away but they will quickly disagree and then those birds belong to me with this in his mind he started to pursue and when gainek perceived the savage pursuer and recognized his purpose with judgment unconfused he started to fly over regions rough with hills and trees and swift in turn astonished both by gainek's prudent conduct and the hunter's cruel purpose repeatedly shifted his glance looking now up now down forgot his concern for food and followed the flock of doves with keenest interest for he was thinking what will this noble soul do next and what this villain at last the hunter observing that the flock of doves was protected by roughness of the paths turned back in disappointment saying what shall not be will never be what shall be follows painlessly the thing your fingers grasp will flit if fate has predetermined it and again if fate be hostile even gains acquired no man can hold they go and take his other wealth like hordes of magic gold for to say nothing of getting birds to eat i have actually lost the snare which was my means of supporting the family now when gay next saw that the hunter had turned back hopeless he said to the doves see we may travel quietly the villainous hunter has turned back this being so our best plan is to fly to city maidens delight for in its northeastern quarter dwells a mouse named gold a dear friend of mine he will cut our bonds in a hurry he is quite competent to set us free from our trouble so they all did as he said and they were eager to find the mouse named gold and when they reached the hole which he had converted in a fortress they alighted now previously the mouse in social ethics skilled saw danger coming then he built and was residing in a hundred gated den this being so gold was alarmed at the whir of birds wing darted along one path in his fortress den until just beyond the reach of cat's paw and remained on the qui vive wondering what it meant but gainak took his stand at the gate of the den and said my dear gold pray hasten to me see what a plight i am in thereupon gold still within his fortress said 
my good sir who are you what is your Iran and of what nature is your misfortune please inform me and gay neck answered why my name is gay neck I am the king of the doves and a friend of yours hastened to me at this the mouse felt a quiver in his body and thrill in his soul he hastened forth saying if daily to his home the friends who love him come and coming bring delight to eyes that kindle bright a man has found the whole of life within his soul then observing that gaynek and his retainers were caught in a snare he sadly said my good friend what is this and whence tell me my good friend answered gaynek why do you ask me for you know it all as the proverb says whence what by whom how long when where and how deserved is good or ill tense that by him so long then there and it and so it comes fate has its will and again the peacock seems the world to view from thousand eyes that mock the hue of some bright water lily when fear of death beclouds his mind his conduct is one born blind he sinks disheartened silly a hundred leagues and twenty-five the vulture spies his meat but fate decreeing fails to see the snare below his feet and again snake bird elephant are caged the moon and sun go through eclipse the wise are poor all this i see and think how dreadfully fate grips and once again the birds that in sky securely soar endure calamities while fish are plucked by men from ocean's floor in far unsounded seas why speak of virtue here or moral harm what stands could help or mar it is time that stretches forth a fatal arm and seizes from afar when gaynek had spoken thus gold began to cut his bonds but gaynek checked him saying my good friend this is wrong please do not cut my bonds first but my followers now gold grew angry at this and said come now you are mistaken for servants follow the master no no my good friend said gaynek all these poor creatures left others to take service with me shall i fail to show them this petty honor you know the proverb the king who offers honor to his followers beyond their due has servants glad who never quail not even should his money fail and again through trust the root of happy power a creature wins to kinship's flower while lions born to kinship must as tyrants govern lacking trust besides after cutting my bonds you might perhaps get a toothache or that villainous hunter might return in that case i should purely plunge to hell as the proverb says a king who is content to know that loyal servants suffer woe will later go to hell but first we will see his earthly projects burst yes said gol i am well aware of this royal duty it was to test that i said what i did now i'll cut the bonds of all and you will have in them a numerous retinue for the proverb says the king who mercifully grants due share in all good circumstance to serving folk may fitly rise the triple word to supervise after making these observations gold cut bonds of all and then said to gainak now my friend you are free to go home so gainak went home with his retinue yes there is wisdom in the saying because a man can gain his ends 
though difficult with aid of friends get friends and feel those friends to be integral with prosperity now swift who had followed the whole matter of gain x capture and release was filled with astonishment and his thought what intelligence has this gold what capacity what an ingenious fortress it would therefore be wise for me to also make friends with gold even though i am of a suspicious temperament confiding in nobody even if i'm too clever to be overawed by anybody even so i should win a friend for the proverb says even the self sufficient should get friends and seek a greater good the oceans fear no diminution yet awaits arturus contribution after these reflections he flew down from his tree approached the gate of the den and called out for he had previously heard the name of gold gold my dear sir pray come out and gold hearing this reflected is this perhaps some other dove who still somewhat entangled is addressing me he said who are you sir i am a crow was answered my name is swift on hearing this gold hugged a far corner and said my dear sir please leave this neighborhood but replied the crow i have come to see you on weighty business please grant me an interview i see no advantage in making your acquaintance said gold but said the crow i feel great confidence in you the result of seeing how gainak was relieved of bonds through your exertions i too may possibly be caught some day and find deliverance through you please enter into friendship with me sir answered gold you eat and i am food how can i feel friendship for you you have heard the saying the dull thing inequalities in strength no fatal block to friendship true but they are dull and public laughing stocks please be gone look said the crow here i perch at the gate of your den if you do not make friends with me i shall starve you to death but said gold how can i make friends with you with an enemy for the proverb says make no truce however snug with foemen dire water even boiling hot will quench a fire why said crow you do not even know me by sight why should there be strife why said crow you do not even know me by sight why should there be strife Why say a thing so little to the purpose sir said gold strife is of two kinds natural and incidental now your natural strife with me and the saying goes by incidental means one ends an incidental strife and quickly nature's kind endures until the loss of life sir said the crow i should like to learn characteristic quality of each kind Well said the mouse incidental strife springs from a specific cause and can therefore be removed by rendering an appropriate service but strife rooted in nature never disappears thus there is enduring strife between mongoose and snake herbivorous creatures and those armed with claws water and fire gods and devils dogs and cats rival wives lions and elephants hunter and deer crow and owl scholar and numskull wife and harlot saint and sinner in these cases nobody belonging to anybody has been killed by anybody yet they fight to the death but this is senseless said the crow listen to me for a cause a man becomes a friend for cause grows hostile so the prudent make a friend of him and never make a foe but said gold what commerce can there be between you and me listen to the kernel of social ethics whoever trusts a faithless friend and twice in him believes lays hold on death as certainly as when a mule conceived and again a lion took the life of panini grammar's most famous name 
a tusker madly crushed say Jamini of metaphysic fame and Pingal Matrix boast was slaughtered by a seaside crocodile. What sense for scholarly attainments high have bees besotted vile? Then, true enough, said the crow. But listen to this. The beast and birds are friends are worn for cause plain folks for service done and silly souls for greed or fright but good man are your friends at sight and again like pots of clay the wicked friend is quick to smash and hard to mend like pots of gold the righteous flash as quick to mend and hard to smash and yet again each segment of sugarcane beyond the tip is sweeter the friendship of good is so the other kind grows bitter I assure you that I am upright. Besides, I will reassure you by taking oaths. But Gold replied, I have no confidence in your oaths. There is a saying, through a foe, be bound by oaths, trust him none. The more Indra struck the demon down, spite the oaths galore. And again, even gods must try to lull foes with their measures mild. Indra shooting Diti first, smote her unborn child. Through a narrow crevice slip, enemies who gloat, bringing slow destruction, like water in a boat. If relying on their means, man confide in foes or in wives whose love is lost, life abruptly goes. To this, Swift found no rejoinder, and he thought, what an eminent intelligence he has in the field of social ethics. Yet for that very reason I crave his friendship and he said, True friendship, sir, is an affair of seven words. The wise declare, I forced you then to be your friend. So hear my pleading to the end. Now grant me your friendship. If you refuse, I shall starve where I stand. And Gold reflected, he is not unintelligent. His speech proves it. None lacking shrewdness flatter well, none but lover plays the swell. No saints are found in judgment seats, no clear straightforward speaker cheats. So I must certainly grant him friendship. Having made up his mind to this, he said to the crow, My dear sir, you have won my confidence, but it is necessary first to test your intelligence. Now I lay my head in your lap. With this he started to come forward but when scarcely halfway out he stopped again and Swift said, Do you cherish even yet some reason for mistrusting me? I see you do not leave your fortress. I have no fear of you, said Gaul, for I have examined your mind. But if I give my confidence, I might perhaps meet death through other friends of yours than the close spoke. Friends purchase at price of death to other friends and true. One should avoid like worthless corn, their finest rice plants grew. Hearing this, Gold hastened forth and there was a civil greeting on both sides. After a moment, Swift said to Gold, I will not keep you longer outdoors, I am search of foot. With this, he left his friend and flew into thick jungle, where he found a wild buffalo that Tiger had killed. Of this, he ate his fill, then returned to Gold, carrying a lump of meat red as a dark blossom. And he cried, Come out, my dear gold, come out, enjoy this meat that I have brought. Now gold with serious forethought and constructed a great heap of corn and rice for his friend's use. And he said, My dear friend, pray enjoy this rice which I have provided to the best of my ability. So each was highly pleased with each other and they ate in order to manifest kindly feeling. 
This indeed is the seed of friendship, as the verse puts it, six things are done by friends to take and give again, to listen and to talk, to dine, to entertain. No friendship ever comes without some kindly deed, the very gods respond to gifts they have decreed. As soon as the present cease, so soon does friendship die. The calf deserts the cow whose udder has gone dry. So to make a long story short, the mouse and crow became such friends as never fail, enduring hard to split as flesh and finger nail. Indeed, the mouse was so captivated by crow's attention that he grew confident to the point of feeling quite at home between his wings. Now one day crow appeared with his tears filling his eyes and sobs choked him as he said, My very dear gold, I have grown dissatisfied with this country, I intend to travel. My dear friend, said Gold, what cause have you for discontent? Listen, my friend, said the crow, there has been dreadful drought in this country, so that all the city people, driven by famine, not only cease to give birds a few mere crumbs, but actually set out bird traps in every house. To be sure, I have not been caught, for further life is appointed me. Yet this is why I shed tears, for I think of foreign travel. This is why I plan to visit another land. Tell me, where do you plan to go? said Gold. And Swift replied, In the far south is a great lake in the heart of the jungle. There lives a turtle named Slow, a bosom friend of mine, dearer even than you are. He will give me bits of fish, a digestible diet. In his society I shall be happy, enjoying the delight of conversation, spiced with wit. Besides, I cannot behold such a slaughter of birds, for the proverb says, Blessed are those who do not see death upon the family, friend in trouble, stolen wife, ruin of nation's life. Considering the circumstances, said Gould, I will accompany you. I too have a great sorrow. Of what nature, asked Swift. Oh, said Gould, it is a long story. When we get there, I will tell you in detail. But, said the crow, I will travel in the air, you on the ground. How will you accompany me? And Gold answered, If you feel concerned for preservation of my life, mount me on the back and carry me very gently. At this the crow was delighted and said, If that is possible, then I am blessed indeed. There is none more blessed than I. Let it be done, for I know the eight flights, full flight and the rest. Thus I shall carry you in comfort. My friend, said Gold, I should like to know the flights by name. And the crow recited, Full flight part flight and the rise, great flight and the curve likewise, horizontal downward flight, number 8 is called the light. After listening to this, Gold mounted the crow who set off at full flight, and very gently he brought his friend to the lake. Thereupon, Slow saw a mouse riding a crow and wondering who he might be, plopped into the water, for he was a judge of occasions, and swift after depositing gold in a hole on the bank perched upon the tip of the twig and called in a piercing tone friend slow come here i am your crow friend after long absence i have come my heart filled with longing come embrace me for the saying runs bring sandalwood or camphor nor even flakes of cooling snow all are not worth the sixteenth part of the rest upon a friendly heart when he heard this slow made a narrow inspection, then with a quiver of delight and with eyes swimming in joyful tears, he hurriedly scrambled from the water, saying, I did not know you, I am much to blame, forgive me. And when Swift flew down from the tree, he embraced him. So the two, after exchanging embraces, thrilled with delight and sitting beneath the tree, told each other the adventures during the long separation 
gold also with the bow to slow sat down there and slow spying him said to swift tell me who is this mouse and why did you mount him your natural foot on your back and bring him hither and swift replied ah he is mouse named gold a friend of mine almost my second life make a short story of it his virtues like the streams of rain or stars that dot the sky or like the grains of dust on the earth all numbering defy yes mathematics fails to count his lofty virtues through yet he is in deep dejection shunk and has come to visit you and what said slow is the cause of his gloom that said the crow i asked him yonder but he put me off saying it is a long story i will tell you when we get there now my very dear gold pray tell us both the cause of your gloom and gold told the story of gold's gloom Thank you.